You are listening to Let It Out with me, your host, Katie Delbout. And this week's episode, the tables have turned and I'm actually the one getting interviewed. My really close dear friend, Sasha Jones of Stickly Holistics NYC. She's one of the most creative people I know. She's a health coach. She's a writer. She makes beautiful pottery. She's an officiant of weddings. She's an artist. She's a painter. One of my favorite people in the world and one of my first podcast guests she came on the first couple at least she was in the first season and I highly suggest going back to listening to that episode and just getting obsessed with all of her work signing up for her juicy Tuesdays email list she makes amazing emails and recipes and just one of the people that you just feel cozy when you're around and and I think you'll get that sense just from hearing this episode where she interviews me which was lovely and it's great that Sasha did this episode because she's not only my friend and someone who's known me for the past four years since I started this and has watched me change and grow and and the podcast change and grow but she listens to the podcast so she's seen that trajectory of the podcast and how it's changed as I have and we talk about that we talk about where I want this podcast to go, where it is right now, where it's been before. And we talk about a lot of things. It's a very me episode, which is fitting because it's my birthday week. But we talk about feminism. We talk about what's coming up in my life and my move to New York. She's someone who's lived in New York for a super long time. She moved here from England when she was 20 years old and we talk about some of the questions that you guys asked and personal questions like about my boyfriend which is really fun to talk about and what's next for me what's next for the podcast it was just yeah it was kind of the state of the podcast address I feel like I kind of want to do one of these every year where I just take a time capsule of where I am where I want this project that's my favorite thing that I do creatively to go and I'm just really excited for you guys to hear it. So thank you to Sasha. Get obsessed with her. Get obsessed with um, all of the things that she creates in the world. She's fantastic, and I'm so grateful that she hosted this podcast. And you'll notice I'm better now a bit, but my voice maybe sounds a little bit weird or different. I've been really kind of sick this week. I got home from traveling a ton the week before. I was at the Good Fest, which was amazing. But when I came home from all the travel, I had a nasty cold, but... I've had lots of green juice and vitamins, and I think I'm on the mend, but in this episode, I was like at the height of it, so my voice is, I mentioned it a million times, but my voice is very raspy. But anyway, it's uh, something different. Maybe you'll enjoy it. And Sasha did a great job hosting, and, and I had a blast doing this episode, so I hope you like it too. A lot of you guys submitted questions in the Facebook group, and we didn't get to most of them, but I'm going to do another episode and I'm going to answer all of them eventually. So if you submitted a question, thank you. And it definitely will get answered at some point, but okay. So a couple things before we get to the episode. First, I mentioned the good festival and they are doing another one in LA on February 3rd. And if you want to go, you can get $10 off your ticket. If you want to buy it, you know, soon might as well, if you're thinking about it, just get that done. And if you want to get $10 off, you can use my name, Katie Delbau, 
as a code at checkout and that gets you $10 off your ticket. So I wanted to mention that. And now I want to thank the sponsors because like I said, this is one of my favorite things I do and the sponsors helped me to be able to do it. So speaking of being sick, taking supplements is one of the reasons why I think if I do get sick, it's rare. And when I do, it goes away relatively quickly. And that is a big thanks to care of supplements. I love care of. I've talked about them before in this podcast. They're great because when you go to takecareof.com, you can get this quiz and it doesn't take very long, but you answer questions about your lifestyle and about how much you sleep and what you eat and your nutritional needs. And from there, you'll get a personalized recommendation of exactly what supplements you need. And when you use the code Katie, just my name, my first name at checkout, you'll get 50% off your order. So that's 50% off an order of vitamins curated especially for you. They even say your name on them. They come in this adorable package and these individualized containers. Uh, Look on my Instagram because I'm always talking about them there. But basically, they're my favorite. I love them. And they use the highest quality of vitamins. And you can actually save money doing this because they end up being cheaper than if you would buy them at the health food store. And you get them, you know, sent right to you. It's super easy. I love them. So thank you so much to care of. And be sure to use the code Katie at checkout for 50% off, which is great. That's a lot of percentages. And it lets them know that I sent you, which helps support this show. Okay, another sponsor that I want to thank is CW Hemp. That's Charlotte's Web. I love Charlotte's Web so much. It helps you feel more calm, more focused. It just helps me feel better. I use it all the time, and it's one of my favorite products. It's this really great supplement of cannabis extract, and that's CBD. It, it doesn't. It's not psychoactive. It just kind of gives you a sense of calm and. I really enjoy it. So make sure that when you do try out CW, you want to make sure you get that 10% off. And to do that, you use the code let it out at checkout. So the code is let it out, all one word. And that's the coupon that gets you 10% off and lets them know that I sent you so it helps support the podcast. Win-win. Thank you, CW. Thank you, Karev. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Maybe leave a review and listen to the end because I will tell you the emoji for the episode. It's kind of nice that I like don't have any questions out in front of me and I get to thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, well, I hope that I do an okay job because I haven't really done this before. So. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? <laughs> I, I think just like us talking and hanging out is perfect and I think just like hearing your voice and your accent like will already make people feel cozy it already makes me feel cozy and happy so (laughs) between your cool accent and my uh pseudo cool uh just sick voice (laughs) hopefully this will be a good podcast (laughs) all right so tell me when you start recording okay I started now so whenever you're ready Okay, I might have to take a second. (laughs) Okay, take your time. (laughs) That's so funny. It feels a little bit um, uh, inorganic, perhaps. I don't know, like to suddenly like introduce you, even though we've just been talking. But you do that. You get used to that, right? Yeah, no worries. (laughs) However, however you want to do it. You're you're the host. You're the host. I'm just sitting back with my tea and my tissues. Alrighty. Well, I am so, so happy to be talking with Katie Dale about today. 
And though she really needs no introduction, <laughs> Katie is the author of Let It Out, A Journey Through Journaling. And she is the fabulous host of this very podcast. And it's truly my pleasure to have Katie herself in the hot seat with the spotlight shining. So welcome to Wonderland, Katie. Thank you for having me. I'm not the host today. You're the host. And I'm so excited to be talking to one of my best friends in the world and my second mom and my one of the first podcast guests or one of the very early podcast guests on this show. And it's really nice to not be the one driving the conversation today. And also, I sound... Um, very strange because I am a little bit sick. <laughs> but you sound sexy, so that's... Yeah, yeah we're just going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you are quite used to being interviewed by now because you've been on other people's podcasts and stuff, but how does it feel to be in the other chair on your own show? Is it, does it feel a little weird or does it... Tell me how, how you're feeling about that. Oh, that's a really good question. I feel amazing about it. I feel so cozy because I know I'm like in your hands, which just automatically makes me like relax and feel great. And then also we've wanted to do this for a while. I think you and I started talking about like you asked, you offered to interview me on the podcast, maybe like, I want to say like almost two years ago, it was a while ago. And so I've been looking forward to this for a while and it just feels really special because I've been doing this podcast since 2013, before anyone really knew what podcasts were, and I love it so much. It's it's my favorite thing that I do, and I'm just grateful to be able to get to sit and relax and, and have you be the one to drive where the conversation goes and not be in control. feels like really good, actually. That's great. In the passenger seat. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Can we do this I, every time? <laughs> sure. And it's kind of great because I just learned to drive, so it's it's like my turn to be in the driver's seat. Yes. Very often. Congratulations. How does it feel? <laughs> That's good. But How does driving feel? Oh, it feels fantastic. Yeah. I did my first highway driving, which was mm. really fun. Yeah. I didn't drive on the highway for years, <laughs> like maybe like four years after I had my license. I was too scared. Yeah. Well, it's scary. I think unless you have to. You don't really need. It's a really scary thing. Yeah, that and parallel parking are which you have to do probably more than than I do. Um, are things I avoid if at all possible. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a guest on your show about almost about four years ago now, and it has been wonderful from my point of view seeing it evolve and you evolve and grow and. Your books come out since then, and and just there's so much, so much has changed from this vantage point of your business and everything. And I was wondering if you'd like to talk a little bit about that evolution and and how it feels to you now compared to how you were feeling four years ago. And yeah, yeah. first of all, it's crazy that that was four years ago. It's it doesn't seem like it was that long ago at all. Um, but I I say often I, that. This podcast and my blog, even though I don't really update the blog anymore, it's mostly just like my podcast and my newsletter that I send like periodically when I have time, which I wish was monthly (laughs) um, or (laughs) weekly (laughs) someday. Um, 
but I I say that it's it's had many iterations because I've had many iterations and you know I think in our 20s we change so rapidly and then I'm finding that's true for any generation I, I or any decade of our lives I think you know I'm getting closer to 30 I, I when this comes out I'll be 27 my birthday's like basically now and I have changed so much in those four years and I think when I started this podcast I was you can tell by you can hear it if if people have been listening since the beginning if people you know have gone back to the archives like I kind of cringe at some of those old old episodes because I was you could really tell the place that I was in because I was asked I was talked by who I was talking to and who the guests were and also by you know, what I was asking those guests. And so, you know, I had on people that I still really love and respect now, but I was mostly talking to health coaches and nutritionists and food bloggers and people really in the wellness space because that's where I was. I was in the wellness wonderland and that's fine, but I think I really needed to, and that's one of the beauties of the internet that it can show you these like-minded people that are into the same things that you're into. But I actually, while that was lovely and that was great and I met so many great people like you and uh, so many great other podcast guests, although I didn't meet you through the podcast, but you know, I, I met all of these great people, but I think I really needed to pop my bubble and to see that their life isn't just about green juice and chia seeds and there's a whole those things are lovely and you can't take the wellness wonderland out of the girl, even though you can take, you know, Mm -hmm. the girl out of wellness wonderland. But I think for me, I needed to see that those things are great and they're awesome. And I love superfoods as much as the next guy. However, I also needed to see that the world was a lot more than that. And I'm actually my happiest and healthiest when I'm not eating perfectly. And when I'm, you know, having a drink with friends or I'm, you know, enjoying food and I'm finding pleasure in food. And so now, you know, I interview comedians and actors and other podcast hosts and, you know, writers and also, you know, wellnessy people and everyone in between and the questions I'm asking aren't really granular and like you know how many chia seeds are you having or do you have you know your warm water with lemon you know before or after you work out and you know how often do you do these things and what do you eat in a day like I'm not asking things like that because I don't really care I've gotten to know myself better and I know you know, what to eat and, you know, how much to move that makes me feel good in the specific day. And it's different and, you know, there are different days, but you can kind of see me go through this trajectory of like being super wellness and health focused from a physical standpoint. And then it was like very spiritual and talking about mental, spiritual wellness. And then it was kind of more about creativity and, and body image and, you know, working through that. And then now it's kind of a mix of everything. And I think that is really reflective. And, and even the name changed of the podcast. You know, it used to be called Wellness Wonderland. Now it's called Let It Out because I think that that just kind of encompasses more of where I'm at now, which is, you know, really trying to curate and share people and ideas that I think are fascinating and interesting and I want to elevate. And it doesn't have to be in one specific category anymore. And I think I I started much more narrow and now it's just more broad, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes so much sense. It's really wonderful to hear you say that. And 
when you think about all that happening in just four years, it, it's, it's a miracle actually. <laughs> that's a lifelong lot of learning in a really rapid amount of time and that's really quite incredible. Would you say some of that evolution has come because of the podcast, because of perhaps some of the inspirations of your guests or, or yeah? yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just taking a sip of tea to uh, make my voice better. But yeah, I mean, I think I think what I realized from the podcast is that there are so many different approaches to wellness. And, you know, at the very beginning, I remember a specific, a couple specific things from my very first season. So back in 2013, I was 22 years old and I was have I was having these conversations. And now I'm about, I'm now when this is airing, I'm 27. So when I was 22, I was having these conversations and I was asking these, you know, wellnessy people who had written books about, you know, being a holistic mom or, you know, having a, being a holistic health coach or being a vegan sh- chef or being a fitness teacher, whoever these people were. And all of them, you know, I think the world of still, if you look back to that first season, but the questions I was asking, like I said, were very specific. And I remember one thing I asked, and Sasha, you might remember this too. Um, but I would, I would ask them what their like go-to snack was on the Mm -hmm. go snack. And I remember one of them who was a a very wellnessy person said that her go-to snack was a Kit Kat bar. (laughs) And I remember being so stuck in this mindset of like, you have to, you know, no dairy, no this, no that, this is bad, that is good, whatever, whatever. And then I heard this person that I really looked up to and admired as a wellnessy person say that their go-to snack was a Kit Kat bar. And I was, I remembered, like, I didn't even know what to say to that. I didn't, like, I didn't want to be, like, yum or, like, I just was, like, so shocked by it. I was like, okay, cool, next question. Like, I was just so, like, like, what? This is so incongruent with, like, this person that I'm following. It just seemed so strange to me and I think that answer and a lot of other ones were like you know I would when I would ask about the morning routine and you know I would hear that like turning to your phone is in the first thing is such a no-no and it's so bad and it's so terrible and then I remember like somebody else I really looked up to and admired I asked what their you know the first couple things they do in the morning is which has been like a staple question still is all the way through and they were like well I like turn to my phone and I look at the news and that's just how I like to start my day and it works and I, again I remember being like what that's exactly what you're not supposed to do that's <laughs> terrible and I look up you know but of course I didn't say that I was just like oh okay cool next question you know I like didn't really know how to like process that and I yeah. think from all those different answers that were like incongruent to what I thought you should do or you were supposed to do or what mind body green said you were supposed to do or whatever blog I was reading I think I realized that like, oh, there are all these different people and their body shapes are different because body diversity exists and the way that they live their lives and what they eat and how much they exercise, it's all different, but I like all of them. So therefore, there are tons of different approaches to wellness and I can chill out a little bit. So I think like in that way, having this diverse group of people and then it getting like more diverse as I had, you know, more people on after hundreds of episodes, I think I really realized that, oh, there's a thousand ways to do this. And also it's going to change day to day and year to year and season to season and just roll with that, you know? Wow. I mean, that's, it's such, what a great answer. (laughs) First of all, that was really, really incredible. But 
I'm just so impressed. I really am because I think that it's very easy to get stuck in um, uh, stuck under a label that you've put upon yourself. Yeah. And, you know, certainly in the wellness world, that is true. Um, you know, whether it's like to, to be a raw vegan or uh, I don't know, like whatever, whatever label you, you can think of, but to get really stuck and stay there, even when it stopped working for you. Yeah. Well, you wrote an amazing article about this recently, which I posted in the Facebook group that, you know, people should join. It's fun if they aren't in it already. And we had such a reaction and so many people wrote and commented on your article that they could relate to it. So not to turn, not to take control of this, but is that something that you've gone through too? And I, I think it has, but can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. And I, I just, I really think that the biggest part of wellness is being open to listening to what you need. And it's just not about like what, what your body needs in this mealtime, but what you need in the, the larger picture of things. And I think that to, to listen to you just express exactly that is just so wonderful and refreshing, especially that you are only 27 and that you have a lot of learning and growing and stuff ahead of you still. I mean, that's, it's really, it's so wonderful and I'm sure will be incredibly inspiring to your listeners. Thank you. I mean, yeah. And, and you inspire me so much too, because, you know, I've seen you change and I know that you like are this wellnessy person that I admire so much and you love, you know, doing these really beautiful wellness practices on yourself and you have such great self-care and take care of yourself so beautifully but also you enjoy your life so much and me seeing you as a role model and someone I really look up to and in my life over the past four years has been really really helpful to me in my you know life and my wellness and my just personal happiness I think so thank you thank you I was going to ask you, um, but maybe it's already been answered, but I think I, I wanted to know what, what your feelings on body image are now. I know that they've changed a great deal in the last four years, and you've touched on that in the, in the past question, but I wonder if you want to embellish a little bit more upon that. Yeah, that's, that's a really, I'm glad you're bringing that up. I feel like, first of all, you're just doing such a great job with giving a snapshot of like, the past four years I'm so glad that you're the one to do this interview because you really have been with me since I started this I think I met you when I had just started the podcast yeah. and um you have you know you actually listen to it you actually genuinely care about me and then have you know known me personally and through the podcast so it's it's really cool that that you're asking kind of, you're hitting all of the notes of how I've changed and the things that have been such a focus for me but when it comes to body image, I, I said it before, but I, I've noticed that body diversity exists and we aren't all meant to look the same. And it would be so boring if we were. And I think that's something that I'm constantly having to remind myself and retrain myself to understand because all day long, the media and advertisers are selling us and telling us that 
there's one size and shape that is revered and that's this thin body shape and I think that's changing a little bit and it's changed more in the last four years of you know seeing different people and different body shapes portrayed in the media and I think there's some really great you know pieces of art that share that but there's not enough and I think that it's still you know people still strive for thinness as an ideal when that's really an arbitrary measure of beauty and that's just an arbitrary standard of beauty that's set to us mostly by advertisers and mostly the diet industry and I've realized that and I've looked over the last four years a lot of my podcast guests have have really helped me dismantle this belief like Dr. Linda Bacon when she talks about health at every size and Isabel Fox and Duke, who I think I've had on the podcast like four times at this point, but her work was really influential to me opening up my mind to this. And Emily Nolan and you and so many people have helped me, you know, understand weight as a feminist issue and getting angry about this, I think, and looking at this as something that, you know, really is, you know, systemic and really internalized in all of us this fat phobia that we have as a society and as people and as women and this fear that we have of gaining weight and of changing in in our bodies and just genuinely being mean to ourselves and that's something that I'm not perfect at and my body image is definitely not perfect and my body itself I think you know I should address too that like when I started this podcast I was younger and I was you know I was kind of on the end I I would have thought then that I had just healed an eating disorder but really I hadn't healed an eating disorder I had like gained a bunch of weight from when I was at my very lowest but I was still like very low and I was still low way lower than I am now And so my body itself physically has changed significantly in the last four years from like when I met you till now. Mm -hmm. And that right there, I had to mentally change. And that was the hardest thing that I've done in these past four years by far because it's jarring to to go from none of your, you know, having all these clothes and then little by little getting dressed in the morning and your clothes not fitting you and you, you know, seeing people you haven't seen in a year or two years and them saying to you comments like, oh, you look so healthy and Mm -hmm. translating that instantly in your mind to mean, oh, you are bigger than the last time I saw you, you know? And they're like well-meaning and saying something kind and good, but I have to kind of have my one side of my brain instruct the other side of my brain to be like, wait, that's good. This is awesome. That's a compliment. Say thank you, you know? And I have to kind of let myself be okay with the fact that I was thinner than I am now and I am at the weight that I am now and it's all okay. And I'll probably change again and again and again. And even in those four years, I have gone up and down and it just, it's trying to be okay with the fact that like, We are fluid people, and I think now I'm in the healthiest place that I have been in the four years with, you know, and I've, like, talked about this with you for sure and and maybe mentioned it on the – I think I have mentioned it on the podcast, but getting my period back to be more regular and focusing on – like, and I think that was, like, a really big sign for me. This is kind of a tangent now that we're not really talking about body image, but I think that was a sign for me of, like, 
good job. You're taking care of yourself really well and keep going, you know? And so I, I think that was, that was a helpful thing. But as far as body image, I've just, you know, every single day is different and I try to not let it dictate my happiness, but I do still have bad body image moments and I try to not let them turn into bad body image days or weeks like I used to Mm -hmm. and like completely take me out but I do have moments where like I put something on and I feel terrible in it or I feel fine in the morning and then I get a weird look in a window as I'm walking later in the day and like I feel terrible about myself but it's about you know trying to not let that dictate my happiness and it's it's hard and I think it's something I don't know is it where are you with that is it something that you know kind of comes and goes your entire life or is it something that you kind of are I I think I'm starting to get into this place of acceptance of like all right this is what I've got to work with this time around but I think I'm still kind of constantly in fear of it significantly changing and me having to learn to like something completely different if that makes sense. When you say like something completely different, do you mean in your in yourself? Yeah, like if my body like com- has another really jarring change, like, wow, I, it's like I just climbed this mountain. Am I going to have to like learn to like myself looking completely different yet again? Like I just want consistency, I guess, you know? Yeah, well, that is very tricky because I think we're always changing. Right. It's not always the the size of our waist but it you know it it right you'll get to your 30s and you'll start looking in the mirror with a magnifying glass at the wrinkles around your eyes and you know there's always something that we're going to be zeroing in on as women and I think that probably I mean things are definitely changing but I think that it it can't change fast enough that this isn't going to affect us for the rest of our lives yeah some way that we're going to be critical I don't know a single woman and I know many women (laughs) who don't struggle with this on some level and sure I know some women who just have a bit more of a fuck it attitude but I think um for the most part every single one I know struggles yeah and so to hear you having had this growth and change is really beautiful and to to know that you're still struggling, it it's normal. And um, you know, I hope that you'll continue to work with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the times are definitely changing for sure. They always have, and they always will. Certainly, to do with what body shape is in fashion. It wasn't that long ago that Marilyn Monroe's figure was considered the body to have. Right. Followed- with Twiggy, you know, and so that happened very fast. Um, it, it could be that a, a more curvaceous body will be more fashionable in 20 years from now, but then the people who don't have that body will be wishing that they did. So, um, you know, that's just a fascinating thing. I, and I think that even men have become more body conscious in the last couple of decades than ever before. So, yeah. Uh, I remember I learned somewhere that whatever is most difficult to attain body-wise and would cost the most money and resources to attain is what is revered as the standard of beauty. So, you know, like hundreds of years ago when it was difficult to, like, have enough food to survive, like, a bigger body shape was what was revered as beautiful. Mm. And then 
you know, once it became, now it's difficult to obtain the time and the resources to have like a perfectly fit body or whatever. And so that is what's revered. So I think at the end of the day, like it's all kind of bullshit and like body diversity exists. And if we can just be okay with the fact that like people are into every type of body shape, you know, like, and I think we should just be into ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, as a as a wedding officiant, I see people madly in love with each other of all kinds of bodies. And I think to me that is so telling of what it's really, really about that people don't they may admire in a magazine a certain body type, but what they love is is the person. And if we could just remember that, look around ourselves more often and remember that, then we can start to fall in love with ourselves and yes. stop being so um, critical and mean to ourselves because that usually then is followed by a lot of mean words and mean actions and denial and then self-sabotage and, and all the rest of it. So I hear you as just like really just being so smart about it and knowing that you're a human being with honest emotions around it, but at the same time, just really listening and growing and being smart and being kind and, and really being a modern feminist. That's what I, you know, you talked about weight as a feminist issue. And I, I'd love to talk about that a little bit more. I think it's interesting to hear what your take on feminism is and how you consider yourself a feminist and, and that kind of stuff if we if maybe we could go that direction is that okay yeah yeah of course I mean I I want I almost want to just like turn this on you because I would love your feedback and and like your definition of this I mean I think and I'm for sure not the you know perfect person to talk about this and I'm sure I'll I'll get this wrong but I think to me feminism is equality but it's also you know, not just equality for women, like we really have to focus on intersectional feminism and talking about race and gender and all of these different things. I think that when it comes to weight, I think it's just another way that women are discriminated against. And, you know, while this is becoming an increasingly, you know, sadly, and increasingly an issue for men as well, it still largely is more of an issue for women. And I think that is one, you know, feminist issue right there. And yeah. I think that it's, you know, one of many issues with, you know, happening to women right now. And I think it's an easy one for us to focus on and us to relate to because it is so relevant. And like you were saying, almost everyone struggles with this. And I don't know anyone really who who doesn't. And like you said, yeah, there's some people who are, you know, not as susceptible to it or either have a body shape that's like more traditionally like in line with what happens to be in fashion or people who just have an attitude of like, I don't care. And that's great. And I admire that so much and I'm you know working towards it but I think at the end of the day it's it's looking at this and getting curious about why is it that people are so 
you know, seeking thinness? And why is it that the diet industry is a multi-billion dollar industry that survives on it not working for you, whatever they're selling you? You know, they like survive on the, they thrive on the repeat customer. And I think that, and even the wellness industry is kind of using body positivity as like a kind of a veil to draw people in through dieting and and it's getting a little bit muddied which I don't like because I love wellness and I love when it comes from a self-care perspective but when it comes from you know a perspective that's more diety and more you know trying to manipulate your body's size and shape on the basis of you know control I think that that's really detrimental and sad right absolutely I feel like I wasn't very articulate about feminism there at all but I mean that the thing is there are so many layers and which direction you you go in with that subject it's just such a giant umbrella right it's really yeah yeah, yeah and I don't want to leave anyone out and I don't want to talk about it improperly so it's not that I'm like leaning away from talking about it and I want to talk about it more in my podcast and and that's something too I, I can mention in this episode that's that's really important is I took a like really hard look at the podcast and the guests I was having on in the last year and realized that there wasn't even though it's become more diverse than it was the first season for sure I still had a lot of white women on the podcast and I've made a really big effort to have more people of color and to have more body diversity. I had a lot of white, thin, young women, and I want to have older women. I want to have women of color. I want to have queer women. I want to have, you know, and also men too. And I want to have people, you know, across all different areas of life and, um, you know, levels of success. And I've been, I'm proud of myself that I've been doing that. And some of those have aired and some of those will be airing and I've already been recorded, but I've had more people of color, more queer people, more, um, you know, people doing in different fields and different levels of success. You know, this year I had on my best friend. Um, I had on, I've had on like a couple of my best friends, from college that are like really close to me and I've I've had on you know people that I know people that I don't know I just want it to be this really diverse group of people and the only through line is that I think they're fascinating and I think they're interesting and I think I would have a good conversation with them and Mm -hmm. that I want to be the only that's really the only level of you know that's the only marker of if someone's a fit for the show or not and yeah that's just something I want to say in this. <laughs> That's wonderful. And, you know, it, it also brings me in a way um, to the idea that perhaps your generation are a little bit nervous of the word feminist and feminism because the idea that it, it potentially excludes. Does yeah. that thing that, that come, because I think that the word is always being reinterpreted. And, you know, I don't think of myself as the feminist of my mother's generation, for example. And I think it's always changing and shifting. And I wonder if that is something that you are feeling and thinking like, well, is that the word, is that the defining word that you would use? Or it sounds like perhaps it isn't because you want to be more inclusive. I mean, I, I still think it's the word to use. And I, I definitely 1000% consider myself a feminist and 
feminist issues are important to me. I think that, like you said, I think the word feminism is becoming more inclusive. And I think to be a feminist, you also have to include LGBT issues. And I think you also have to include, you know, race and all of these things that I don't feel qualified to completely speak about, but I also deeply care about and want to make sure with my language and what I'm saying that I'm including all of these people and all of these groups that need to be talked about and and need to be addressed. But I think, like you said, I think the word feminism is growing and changing to be more intersectional. But I think we all need to be intersectional feminists and not just you know, like you said, a feminism of a different generation. I think the generation now and the generation behind me, like the people that are younger than me, they're so good about all of this stuff. And I think we should all really learn from them and the young people. And as you know, Sasha, like I work with a lot of people in college and I learned so much from them about this sort of thing and these sorts of topics because they're so, you know, I'll use the word woke, like they're so woke to all of this stuff. And I think if we can just, and you're so good at this, but learn from the generations above us and behind us because they all have so much to teach us. And I think that's where I'm getting a lot of my knowledge on feminism and on you know, these sorts of issues and being more inclusive, I'm getting that from the younger generation. I'm kind of taking their lead. Yeah, it's interesting. Yes, because certainly that they, that generation is able to, to be who they are because of the roads that have been paved ahead of time as well. I think it's always important to acknowledge what's come before. Yeah. You know, it's such a massive topic. I think we could speak on this for days probably and maybe we will one day (laughs) yeah yeah and I was just thinking right now I was like this is kind of lovely because it's a snapshot of me and this show and you and us today you know April 28th 2017 when I'm you know 26 years old almost 27 and we should do this maybe every year like around my birthday and do a check-in maybe next year I won't have a uh, sick voice (laughs) but Uh We'll do a check-in of, like, you know, it's a nice snapshot of, like, this is where we are today and to see how much I change and we change. This I don't know. Are you down? This could be, like, an annual thing. (laughs) I really do like it. I I think that just always looking back um, to where we've come is is important. I don't mean in a way that it just keep always looking back, but to to give – acknowledgement to the the successes we've had is really very important I think it's very easy for us to get stuck in what we haven't done and what we you know like that like oh my goodness I'm I'm still haven't done this I still haven't done that I'm failing in this but if we can look back and say oh my goodness the things that I have done in the last four years that that is incredible and it it just can help us propel forward I think and um, it's like a journal in a way but yeah yeah, it is. This podcast and, and my even my Instagram and my Facebook, like it's all, it's my scrapbook, you know? Like I, I use that app TimeHop all the time to, I, I look at it like every day. And just like you said, to kind of see how much I've changed and remind me of how much I've changed and how much I'm probably going to change in the future. Yeah. I wish there was some footage of me in my 20s I would love to know 
how my voice sounded and what yeah. I was like I just there there really isn't anything even from my childhood even even though we did some taping and filming there's there's nothing around and things have certainly changed so much that there's definitely more material to hold on to and look back on so yeah it's kind of crazy that I'm gonna have so much of me is on the internet and I wonder what my 40 year old self is going to think of all of this you know because my entire high school I was on social media or I was on Facebook and it's all there and I yeah it's it's interesting to think about yeah it's great it's really great so we'll switch modes a little bit I think as I I know that your listeners and um, some some people have written questions about uh, your big news that in a couple of months you will be moving to New York City. I know. I can't believe it. Can you believe it? What so, do you think about it? I want to know what you think about it because you met me in New York City and it was like kind of like an elusive dream for the future and now it's happening. What Did you ever think it would happen? What do you think? It's, it's interesting, you know, watching you grow uh, in, over the last four years. I, I definitely wouldn't have imagined the, the 23-year-old that I met moving to New York at that point. Um, but as I've you know, gotten to know you over the years, I could definitely see that now is your time and it feels to me like it, you're really ready for it and I'm very, very excited for you. Um, but I, I do remember that sweet little Katie that when I first met you that day, on the um, steps of Madison Square Garden, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. She wasn't ready to move to New York, I don't think. I mean, who no. knows? What if you had moved, you would have been fine. You would have got it. But I think this is wonderful that you're doing it right now. So I think what people want to know is what are you most excited about? And I want to know the answer to that too. Oh, that's, that's such a good question. I, I have thought about it too much. I, I think like my life has been so just busy with, other things and it's just been like figuring out the day-to-day things like where am I going to live and like how am I going to like clear out my apartment here and and what who's going to move in and all of those things like I haven't even allowed myself to think about the fun happy stuff and it actually got to the point where I wasn't excited for the move anymore I was just like more frantic and I was terrified (laughs) you know Uh will I figure out the subway ever and am I going to like how what am I going to do with all my plants you know like all of these things that like were just stressful to me and then one day which was like in February I saw somebody like or several people tagged me on Instagram up on this coffee shop in Brooklyn called the end that has these unicorn lattes have you seen those Sasha I have not I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to show you. But they're like these lattes and they use like blue green algae and like um spirulina and uh beet and turmeric to like make them really colorful. Uh-huh. And and I was like, Oh, I could I'm gonna be able to get one of those, you know? Like where it's like where and it's so silly and it's so dumb and I'm sure they're overpriced and I, I'm sure they're like just this novel thing but like I was it just hit me like oh I'm gonna not just be following this cafe on Instagram and yeah. you know when I visit Sasha you know you know whenever that is I might get one like I'm going to be able to like go to this coffee shop if I want one because I'm gonna live there and I think like in that moment I was like 
it made me it was the unicorn latte that made me excited about my move and like yeah it was just like one of those little things and I and it kind of just like it kind of just struck me back into it just kind of aligned me back into like hey like be excited about this like you wanted to do this when you were a kid like you'll figure out all the logistics but like think of some happy things and so that day I think I made a list on my computer I have a document of like things I'm it's literally called things I'm excited to do in New York (laughs) I love that and it has a couple things yeah and so it has like links of places I want to go, things I want to see. And it has like movie theaters and museums and restaurants and cafes and parks and just, you know, things I'm excited about. And I think that's been so helpful. It's kind of like a gratitude list of that's helpful when I'm to think that's more productive to think about than, you know, the fact that I I don't have a, a permanent living situation or like I'm not exactly sure you know, if I'm going to take all of my plants or not and, like, how I'm going to get my Vitamix somewhere, you know, like, all of these things that, like, don't really matter and I'll figure out, like, to not focus on those and focus on, you know, they will call them, like, the unicorn lattes of the move. I think that's, like, that's what I'm excited about is to to figure that out, I guess. I love that. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, I think... I was going to ask you what you're most nervous about knowing what your answer was going to be, but you already said it and it was the subway. I yeah. think that's what you're most nervous about, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think you're going to help me. I think I'm going to get it somehow. I don't know. I know you've pounded a lot of pavement rather than taking the subway. And mm-hmm. um, I assure you that I did that when I first moved to New York too. And that was a long time ago. And now I'm very comfortable on the train. So so well, you're, you're just yeah. going to have to do it, especially if you end up living in Brooklyn. It's like, you, you know. Well, look at you. It's like you learned to drive recently this year. Yeah. And I've been doing that for a couple of years. And it was so hard for me at first. But I'm, like, pretty good at it now. And I feel like if I could learn to drive and drive on the highway and drive all around Detroit and drive. I've gone on road trips by myself. I've driven to Canada by myself I've done like all of these things I feel like if I can do that and I used to not be able to even drive on the highway I can learn the subway I'm hoping you absolutely can and people are nice I think that New Yorkers have a bit of a reputation of being a bit mm, a little bit aggressive or and I don't think it's true I think a New Yorker loves to help another person if you stand there with a map a New Yorker is going to come up and ask you where you're trying to get to. Yeah. I, th- I think it's one of the shame things about the fact that we find everything on our phones now is that we're not looking up and asking people. Um, but if you, and, and you will experience this by as soon, the longer you live in the city, but if you're there for a snowstorm or a subway strike or a blackout or anything of these sort of like epic levels you will see New Yorkers at their very very best and they are some of the loveliest people you will ever encounter so if you're lost on a subway just ask yeah yeah and I found that even just visiting like so many times or like my phone will die and I'm like trying to get to your apartment and like I'm you know and I've been there a thousand times but I still like don't really know where I am and I 
you know, ask someone or I figure it out or somebody, you know, it, it all ends up working out. Although I will say the most challenging thing is like being in New York and walking and being far away and needing to go to the bathroom, finding a public bathroom is a mm. challenge. It is a challenge. Most cafes are too small to even have one. So yeah. Run it. You mostly bars. They're the that's the way to go. Oh, Find a bar and run it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to do an entire separate podcast. I want to record with you on like New York advice and what it was like when you first moved. And I have like so many questions I want to ask you about that. So can we do that another time or maybe in person once I'm in New York? Yeah, that would be really great. Maybe we could do it on the subway. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, one thing that's so different is that nobody had cell phones when I moved. So it was, you know, you kind of just had to learn the grid system. And I think because I moved there so young, I, I learning the grid system meant that I lost all sense of direction. So I have no sense of direction, but I can learn the, 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 if I'm in the right place, I can know that the Empire State Building's that way, so that must be uptown. And <laughs> so it's a lot of little memorization tricks that has helped me for sure. And I can help help you with those kind of things oh, too. I oh, need, I, I need yeah. all of that. I wanna I wanna be your sole downtown explorer and <laughs> and have you teach me all of those things and be my my tutor. Oh, I love it. How old were you when you moved? I was twenty. Oh my goodness. goodness. Yes. So million cool. years ago. <laughs> well, you are the perfect person for the job. If any if if anyone can help me do it, which is a challenge, it's gonna be you. <laughs> <laughs> um well let me see where where should we go next? I actually have so many things that I wanna ask you and I'm just trying to think about which direction to go. I, I wanna go so I I think Perhaps it's a step back in from where we where we left off a moment ago before I jumped yeah. to, but I didn't want to miss that. I know many of your readers were excited to learn about that trip for you, um, but I'm I'm just thinking about you as a as a young person with a voice, with a podcast, with a book out. Um, I'm wondering if you've considered working with teenage girls or incarcerated young women or um just just women who really really need guidance and inspiration and help and role models have you thought about working in that area at all or or getting your book to some of those areas or anything like that oh that's a that's a really nice question and it's funny that you brought that up because somebody working in this hospital that specialized in eating disorders reached out like this earlier this week and they asked if they could have a couple copies of if I would donate a couple copies of my book to the girl to the women there and to have them in like the library and so of course I was like absolutely and I sent them a couple copies of the book and it got me thinking about you know I don't know if I feel super qualified to work with those populations because I'm not a therapist and I'm not I, I everything I share is just from my experience and so sometimes I'm kind of like am I just the blind leading the blind here and I don't want to say the wrong thing or, or take people you know 10 steps back and I think that I 
would love to help however I can, even if it's just, you know, being myself and, and making people feel less alone. I, I think that's what I want this podcast to do is make people feel less alone because that's what podcasts have done for me and continue to do for me. And that's why I love this platform so much because I can whisper into their ears and, and my book as well, but, but really more the podcast. And I don't know, I, I taught yoga when I, when I just graduated from high school or I mean college, I taught yoga in, at this alternative high school. So it was like people that had gotten um, kicked out or, or just for whatever reason didn't go to the regular, not regular, but a traditional high school. They were in this other high school. And, and I would go in there into like this gym class and I would teach yoga. And I remember the first day I walked in and I was like, had my playlist and I was going to like teach this certain flow and I had like everything planned out in my mind and then I got there and like they didn't even want to put on like gym clothes they were just in like jeans and like nobody wanted to listen and like everyone was talking and I was just like what am I gonna do and I I had it in my mind exactly how I wanted it to how I was going to teach and I realized in that moment I had to snap out of it and teach what they needed not what I thought that they needed Mm. and I just we just like sat in a circle and talked about our feelings and like the next class we breathed you know like that was it and like the next class I think I had them like close their eyes and breathe and like the next class we you know sat with our eyes closed and breathed for a little bit longer And then we talked about our feelings a little bit deeper and that was the yoga and that was what they needed. And, you know, by the end of that class, when I was leaving there and and moving to Detroit for this job, I had so many of those kids who were not much younger than I was then or now coming up to me and being like, you know, this was amazing. I, I actually got to talk about how I was feeling. And, and I think that that's something really valuable of just we, and I've been doing this lately because I've just had so much on my plate, which is like why I'm sick right now. I think we just move so quickly that we don't even allow ourselves to feel our feelings. And that's kind of been the theme in the last year for me of like, I think my feelings, but I don't actually like feel them physically in my body and allow them to move through me and just the other day like on Tuesday I cried I just like sat in my bed and cried not really because of anything huge I I had like a weird moment in in a relationship but it was like quick and like not even a big deal but it was really because I hadn't been alone in like a, a week and I had been non-stop just like go 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 and I hadn't just like I was so overwhelmed and I hadn't just like sat with myself, but I, I actually let myself cry and just be at, sit on my bed and do that for a second instead of just like pressing on and and getting things done. And I think that's kind of the same thing that I did in that gym class all those years ago with the kids is like, I let some of them cried and some Mm -hmm. of them shared. And, and that's what my book is. It's about feeling your feelings. And that's what this podcast is. It's like, it's a time to be present and that's why I like this pod hosting this podcast because for, you know, however many I record in a week, but for that hour, two hours, or because sometimes close to three now, 
I'm present. I'm not on my phone. My phone's on airplane mode and I have to fully be there with the person because as you know right now from hosting this, if I'm not, if I'm zoning out, if I'm thinking of something else, if I'm on my phone, like I sound silly because I'm the one that has to keep the thread going and I'm the one that has to like choose the direction we're going and like I have to be present and listen and Mm -hmm. I love that and I think if I could do that with, you know, those populations and I could do that with more people and like that's why I want more people to find my work and because I want to bring more people into I mean, I just want to be doing this more. This is my favorite thing to do and and I want to be able to do it more and more and and have a more diverse group of voices and have more guests on the show that can give more perspectives and I want to be able to grow and change and you know, I, I want to be able to be loved when I'm flustered and overwhelmed just as much as I'm loved when I'm really on it and together and organized and productive. You know, I, I want to be to like feel the full spectrum of emotions and tell other people that it's OK for them to feel that, too. Um, right. I don't know if any of that made sense or answered oh. your question, but <laughs> it really did. And, and I think that. um the answer that you gave is is really why I asked that question because I think that you you don't need to be a therapist in order to help heal people, and I think that the 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 particular book that you have written and the and the the questions that you ask your guests on the podcast are the are those questions that help people to open up and they and whether it's um, somebody listening. So you ask that question of, of a guest and then have them uh, uh, ask that question of themselves and stuff like that. I think that you organically have that going on already. And so in my mind, it, it, it almost like it, it leads to that or it has the potential to lead to that in whatever form that may, may show up. You know, I've sometimes thought about maybe there could be um, – uh, let me see what what the word is, but like a a, um, a high school book version of your book that got an accompaniment or something like that that goes with a group that maybe you don't even host individually, but teachers or after school programs run or so, something like that. It just seems to lend itself to that very very well, and um, so I just think you as being your authentic self who wants to help people and listen to people and be kind and serve as a role model by doing that for yourself I think that I think you would be wonderful at it so whatever shape that takes I would I would love to see that somehow thank you that's so encouraging and let's put it out there if there are any high school or middle school or any teachers (laughs) that would be really cool I think my biggest pro is that I'm imperfect and maybe that just makes me relatable you know I think I've I'm so clear that I'm not a guru I'm not an expert I'm just an enthusiast and a cheerleader for journaling and for feeling and for trying to become trying to know myself better and be better at being myself that's my goal and that's hopefully evident in the podcast yeah definitely so have you thought about other things that you would like beyond the podcast and beyond the book have you thought about other directions i know you i forgot to mention this in the introduction but you also have your own perfume line which is pretty 
exciting. But any other are there any other things that you're thinking of that you have on the back burners? Or... Yeah, well, I mean, I think, first of all, it's great that my voice is gone for this podcast where I'm being interviewed and I'm talking more than any other podcast episode because it just really cements the fact that I'm imperfect and this would be what happens when I'm talking the most on a podcast. But I, I, I said this the other day, I realized that, and this is just like came out of my mind, so I have, it's not flushed out at all, but I just was in Philadelphia speaking at the Good Fest this past weekend. And I had so much fun. Like, I had so much fun there being around these amazing people and speaking and just talking extraneously on this topic that I was inspired by and being with people I really admired. It was it was fantastic. And I think after that, I realized I was like, I would love to host something. I don't know if it's events. I don't know if it's, you know, me hosting, like, curating a, a comedy show or I don't know if it's me bringing together people I love but I just want to do what I do on the internet more in person and I would love to host more I like hosting the podcast I like hosting parties in my apartment I like having people over I like introducing people to each other I like making an email introduction I like introducing yeah. friends I, I think that I'm just putting this out into the universe, but I would like to be either like an MC or a host or have some sort of a show. I mean, I do have a show, I guess. I guess I have the podcast, but I don't know. I, I would like to do more live podcast episodes. I would like to do more events. I would like to, we had a podcast meetup after the Good Fest, and there was a group of us, almost like 15, close to 20 of us, who had dinner and and a podcast listener in Philly shout out to Jackie organized it and all of these people came that listened to the podcast and that was so cool I just loved hanging out with them and now I have you know 15 more good friends and that's what I feel like the podcast Facebook group is it's just me hanging out with my friends and I want them to meet each other and I want to have opportunities for us to meet each other in person and bring you know what I'm kind of creating and created on the internet in person and I want to do more hosting however however that you know pans out but that's like what I'm craving and I don't know if that's how that's actually going to happen but that's kind of my goal yeah and I am sure you will reach that goal you're you seem to be quite driven so that's really really cool really cool to hear about it. I can almost see you doing retreats of some kind as well oh, that would be that would be fun yeah. Well, one big question that the um, your listeners have, which I'm sure you've been waiting for, is everybody wants to <laughs> your life. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about your fella? Yeah. This is so funny. I'm like blushing. And also, I'm just so embarrassed about my voice. I, d I haven't really like talked much today. I haven't really spoken much. So I didn't realize it was like quite this bad. Maybe I'm just like drawing attention to it now. Um, but he's great. His name is Nick. And people probably see him all the time in my uh, Instagram stories. But he's so great. I told you this, Sasha. And I think I maybe told it on the podcast podcast. 
in one of the episodes recently, I don't know, but we met at an Elizabeth Gilbert talk over a year ago, and Elizabeth Gilbert came to town, and I, of course, was going to go see her because I love her, and she was talking about her, her new book, Big Magic, and I almost didn't go. It was one of those things where, like, I think I almost locked my keys in my car, and I was just having, like, a flustered day. And it was the day before my book came out. So it was April 4th. My book came out April 5th. And I was flying to New York, as you know, Sasha. I was staying at your apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, I was having my, my book launch there. And I went to this Elizabeth Gilbert thing the night, the day before. And when I was there she was having us do essentially journaling exercises so she had us work she wanted us to work with a partner and share these our creativity blocks you know essentially and so we were getting like very deep with this partner and she didn't want it to be someone we came with and so the girls that I was with were kind of like oh we don't want to move let's just like work with each other and I was like no, I'm going to, like, follow what Elizabeth Gilbert says. And so I, like, grabbed all of my stuff and just, like, moved to the back of the, like, venue, like, all the way in the back. It was, like, this big mega church. And so I, like, went to the very back. And I was, like, I don't care if I have to, like, be by myself. I'm just going to, like, try to do follow her directions. (laughs) And so this, like, you know, cute, tall guy with a grandpa sweater and glasses kind of looked at me and was, like, about my age. And he was, like, partner? do you want to it was kind of like a lot of like older women there and uh-huh. he was like one of the few people that like looked my age and so I was like yeah sure cool and so we sat down next to me and we proceeded to like share all of our like creative thoughts and fears and and you know goals and everything about ourselves basically and so we kind of like hit the ground running like getting to know each other and he was there with his mom and sister he like didn't really know Elizabeth Gilbert like had never read any of his books but his mom was and is a really big fan of hers and so he was there with them and kind of same thing like maybe almost didn't go like just happened to be there so it seemed the whole thing seems kind of magical and and serendipitous and um anyway so yeah so we met there but then like I said I, I was like having a very busy week that week you know like I was leaving the next day and my book was coming out and blah 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 and so he, I think he, I think I told him I had a podcast. And so, you know, he gave me a Google probably, which like I'm pretty Googleable. And <laughs> I think when I was in New York, he emailed me and he was like, hey, we should get coffee. Like, you know, oh, oh, no, 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 no. This is what happened. This is great. He was like, I listened to an episode of your podcast. And he was like, it was the one called Vaginal Kung Fu with Kim and Nami. <laughs> And he was like, I had to listen to that one because, you know, with a title like Vaginal Kung Fu, I had to see what that was about. So I was just like, oh, my God, like this person just listened to me talk about sex with this like, you know, sex expert who is like couldn't be like further from like where I was with sex at that point, especially. And that episode at that time was like kind of like a year old too so I was just kind of like cringing like oh my god of course that's the episode he listened to and that's like how he's getting to know me wonderful (laughs) and so I was just kind of like whatever I was like sure we should get coffee sometime but like I'm out of town for the next several weeks and you know (laughs) we'll see you know and so I think oh and then I think I invited him to my Detroit 
book launch. I had at my favorite coffee shop here, I had a book launch event where, like, people could come and I'd signed books and it was fun and we had um, drought juice and it was my best friends were there. It was lovely. And so I invited him. I was like, that'll be great. And he didn't come. He, like, sent me this, like, really long excuse but it was I've talked to him about it now and apparently it's real but it was like his lawnmower and his lawn and who knows and he, he told me recently he was like actually I cut that down significantly like it was actually a lot longer <laughs> but it was like all true and he like actually like wanted to come but he he didn't come and so we didn't meet and then I think we both just kind of like forgot about it and it was whatever and like I had a really great summer I you know, traveled a ton for the book and I was doing all these things and it was great. And then at the, at the end of the summer, a couple months later, I was at this coffee shop that I like didn't even go to often, but I was there and I, I remember it was a day that I just, it was really hot out and I just like looked awful and like smelled really bad. <laughs> like I just felt like really smelly. I think I'd like walked there and it was like a very humid day. And I remember distinctly, like I didn't have mascara on. Cause that's like the one thing I like, I usually put on in the morning, but I didn't this day. And like my hair was curly, which, you know, is like my summer hair and I just whatever I was just not feeling my best is the point and of course I run into him at this coffee shop and he was like Katie and I didn't recognize him I was like um hi but I I just all whenever I don't recognize someone I'm always like hi oh my gosh how are you because I hate it when people when I run into someone and I'm like really excited to say hi to them and they don't know who I am like I always err on the side of like you know I'll figure out who they are in a second if I don't know who they are right then you know and so I was like hi it's so good to see you and then luckily he was like hey I'm I'm Nick we met at Elizabeth Gilbert and then as soon as he said that I was like oh my gosh of course hi how are you you know what's up and he was like oh I you know I'm actually just taking like a, a day to myself I'm having like a Don Draper day I went to the movies in the middle of the day and I'm he was like you know reading a magazine article at the coffee shop and I was like oh cool I was like what movie did you see and he saw Don't Think Twice that Mike Birbiglia movie did you see that one Sasha I don't know it's so familiar title but I can't it's like about improv. It's really good. Everyone should see it. I, I loved I it. Yeah, it, it's really good. And anyway, so I had just seen that movie at the same movie theater the day before. And I went with my best friend and she hated it. Like I loved it and she hated it. And I always like drag her to movies that I like. And, and we just have like different tastes in movies. Largely, sometimes they overlap, but usually they don't. And she, her and I had kind of like gotten in a weird fight because I was like trying to get her to like this movie. I was like, but it's so amazing. And remember this joke. And then like Pete Holmes was in it and it was so good. And, and she just like was not having it. And she literally said to me, she was like, Katie, you need to find someone who likes the same movies as you because it's not me. <laughs> and so when he said that, I was like, oh, wasn't it great? Like, wasn't it so good? And it's about improv. And he was like, yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. And I I was like, oh, we, we should go see improv sometime. I just, like, said that, which is, like, a weird thing for me to say. Or maybe he – yeah, I definitely said it to him. And he was, like, not really into the idea. Like, I remember him being like, oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll see. And I was like, okay, dude, whatever. Forget it. Like, never mind. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Like, forget it. 
And uh, then I just, like, went back to working. So it's like, kind of awkward because we were, like, next to each other still. And I, like, went back to working on my computer. And he, like, went back to reading his magazine. But we were, like, next to each other, you know? Um, <laughs> which is, like, always kind of weird. But then I, I left and, like, I went to hang out with Amanda, my best friend. And, and I told her. I was like, oh, I ran into that guy, the guy from Elizabeth Gilbert. And she was like, oh, you did? And I was like, yeah, he's, like, kind of cute. It, like, whatever. And she was like, oh, cool. And she's like, you should email him because he likes the same movies as you. And remember, like, I don't want to have to go to all these movies that I don't like with you. So, like, please email him. And I was like, no, I don't know. And I just kind of, like, broken up with, like, another person I was, like, kind of seeing. And so I was feeling kind of like, oh, I'm never going to, like, ever date anyone ever again, you know. And so she was like just email him and she's like if you're not gonna do it I'm gonna steal your phone and I'm gonna email him and I was like okay I don't want her to do that because I don't know what she's gonna say and like she might be mean and like I should just do it so I emailed him I just like sent him like a one-liner and I was like hey do you want to like we should go see improv like what was that you said it was Monday nights or something like that and then I didn't hear from him for like several weeks and I remember being like I or actually just completely forgot about it but then when he emailed me he was like oh I'm really sorry honestly it, like got stuck in my drafts and I, I remember being like wait what is this even like who who did I email and then also this is such a long story I'm feeling like this is like taking forever I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> you know dock this boat any second <laughs> but um anyway he long story long he emails me eventually and he was like, let's go see improv. It's on Monday nights. When's like, when Monday are you free? And I looked at my calendar and I was traveling so much for work, like during that time that the next Monday that I was free was like a month later or like, you know, like a really long time later, like a, a like funnily long time later. And so I told him, I like gave him the date and he was expecting me to say like, you know, like three days from them or then or something. <laughs> and I told him the date and it was so far away. And he was like, okay, sure. Like I'm open, you know, really far in the future. And so we got the date on the calendar and then that day came and I had it on my calendar and he texted me and was like, are we still on? And I was like, yeah, but I remember really not wanting to go. Like it was, I, I was cold and I just didn't want to leave my house. And I think also like it was another day that I was smelly. Like my hair was dirty and I had like been to a bonfire the night before. And I remember I just like didn't want to change. So I wore this like Patagonia fleece and like, like jeans with holes in them. And just like, I was like, whatever I, I was, I didn't care, which was like, I think why it worked out (laughs) because I got there and I was just like, whatever, I'm going to go to this thing. I'll make a new friend. I love seeing improv. It'll be fun. I'm I'm leaving my house. Like good job, you know? And then (laughs) I got there and I saw him and he was like so cute and like dressed really nice. (laughs) And he, he was like, Oh, I've got you. And I was like, Oh, hi. And then I instantly regretted my outfit choice. I instantly was like, why didn't I like do my hair and not wear this fleece <laughs> like shower <laughs> and then but it was fine and I like sat down and we like talked really easily and it was lovely and we had like a really fun time seeing improv which was like a great first date I guess I didn't know if it was even like a date really but um it was great because we had something that we were doing we weren't expected to talk the entire time but there were like pockets that we could talk and then 
we could talk about what we were seeing, you know, so also and kind of laugh about that. And then also, like, you know, if he didn't find it funny and I thought it was really funny, like, that would be a red flag, you know. And if, like, yeah. I thought it was funny and he didn't, you know, we, either way, it would have, you know, that kind of, we had, like, a similar sense of humor. So so that was kind of an, a nice – I recommend it as, like, a good first day to date Aww. to go see improv. But anyway, and then we just, like, kept texting, like, from – that point on every single day until today (laughs) so yeah I like really like him he's like my best friend now and um I'm also like very into him so it like works out (laughs) that's wonderful and how will the long distance thing be do you have you talked about that I'm sure you must have yeah I think when we the second time we hung out like not the improv but like the next time we hung out I knew I was moving to New York. It was, like, official with work. It was – I had told you, like, I had told kind of everyone at that point that it was happening. It was, like, in motion. And so I – we had, like, hung out for, like, several hours. We had, like, a very long, like, next date. Like, we, like, went to something, and then we, like, went on a walk that was really long. And then as we were leaving – and that was, like, the time where we really got to know each other. Like, we, like, talked about our families and talked about, like, everything. And – uh, so I would so the, my point is like I could have brought it up at like multiple points during that hangout but as we were leaving I very awkwardly was like all right well you know I'll see you later and then I was like oh and I moved into New York like I just like <laughs> blurted it out because I just felt like I don't know I felt like I needed to say it right then I, I have no idea why I said it then but I just did and he would he kind of said the perfect thing he was like cool like that's interesting you know I think he was like obviously I'm bummed but that that sounds cool good for you you know and I remember I like you know I like gave him a hug whatever I don't even think we'd kissed at that point no we definitely hadn't even kissed it was like the second time we ever hung out and I remember walking to my car and I called my best friend Simi and I was like please answer please answer please answer and she answered and I was like so I just blew it I'm never gonna see this guy again uh I think I have a crush on him now and I uh, was really weird and awkward and I just like blurted out that I'm moving to New York and (laughs) as I was on the phone with him he texted me and he was like hey let's hang out again and I think like the next time we hung out we like had our first kiss and like you know it was like oh this is like isn't a platonic best friend situation (laughs) and it was fine and like he wasn't he like wasn't freaked out by it so I think from the get-go he knew this was something that was happening which I think made it okay and and then we've had like so much time to get to know each other while we have been in the same area that same city that it it made it great and I think if it if the move was happening any earlier or any later, it would be a different story because I think if it was happening, if it happened earlier, it would be like, oh, well, we'll just break up because we don't know each other well enough to, like, try to make something challenging work. And if it was any longer, it would be like, oh, well, maybe we should, like, make a decision together, you know? And so it's kind of in this perfect sweet spot of, like, oh, we're both going to, like, live our separate lives. And and he's a photographer. He's a freelancer. So, like, he can come visit me and I can, of course, come back here and – we were kind of excited. I, I'll like I'll speak for myself. Like, obviously, it's going to suck sometimes. And he said something really great. He was like, "Well, I think our relationship would be bad if it like wouldn't suck sometimes." You know, like, yes, I love that. Like, 
I can right now hang out with him on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as well as the weekends, you know, whereas now it might be like more of an exciting thing where like I don't get to see him for a couple weeks, but then I do and that's exciting and it'll feel like a mini vacation and, and I really am excited about that, but yeah, I think it will also be hard too, but I'm really happy that I'm still doing it and I'm not letting this not hold me back, but but keep me from doing something that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And I think I would re- regret it if I, if I didn't. And I, I have to be honest, too, that, like, I have fear that doing this would, you know, be bad for the relationship or ruin the relationship. But I really just don't think that's going to happen. And I feel really good about it and, and excited about it. And, um, yeah, I, I don't – I actually have no idea how it's going to work out. But I hope it works out because I really like him. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. And you're such a good communicator that I, I have a feeling that you'll do well while you're not in the same city as well. Yeah, I think so too. And, and it's cool because we've, we really like talking to each other and we're, you know, we're like in love and we write each other these really long emails and we like to send each other voice texts and, you know, we can communicate in all these different ways that... I think it might be actually like really romantic and lovely if we let it be and and like focus on the good parts instead of focus on the unicorn lattes of it and not the, you know, (laughs) negative parts. Exactly. I love it. I'm excited. I hope I get to meet him soon. Yes, you will. He's excited to meet you. I've told him all about you and he's seen your apartment and he already loves you. (laughs) (laughs) Where should we go next? There's so many questions that I feel like that could we could take us hours and hours. So I'm wondering. Well, we have next year too, because remember, this is an annual thing. So yes, maybe don't we'll... feel like you have to get it all in. And I don't know how much longer my voice will last. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So maybe we should jump to some um, some quick fire questions. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I don't think we could have a let it out podcast without some quick fire. Yes. Um, let me think. So. What are you reading right now? Oh, that's a really good question. I Well, I said this in the favorites episode this week. I have not been reading as much as I wanted to or like hardly at all. But what I have by my bed is Terry Gross's book. I have to look at what it's called. I can see it from here. I just turned my glasses on. It's called All I Did Was Ask. And I really like it because it's – I think she's – like the most brilliant interviewer of our time and I like reading her interviews in this book so that's what I've been reading but other than that I haven't really been reading much at all I've been reading a little bit of Emily Gordon's book Super You or I've been listening to that rather on Audible and I love that too and I'm just not done with it but those are the two things that I'm kind of reading right now in general, would you say fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction, but I want to be reading more fiction always. Okay. Um, juice <laughs> or smoothie? What did you say, Sasha? I was coughing. <laughs> juice or smoothie? Oh, oh my goodness. Um, today I had a juice, but usually if I had to choose smoothie. Yeah, me too, I think. Yeah. Um, let me see. 
Well, maybe I'm not sure if this fits under quick fire, but tell us about your morning routine these days because I know that it's always changing and probably I know you've shared this before, but anything new and different in your morning routine? Yeah. Mm. Well, it's it's even changing like every day now just it's so different based on on what I'm doing and where I'm where I am and um I think it's a lot harder to I was saying this to Nick the other day I was like when you spend the night like I love it but also it's like so much harder to get out of bed (laughs) Uh and I I used to get up really really early like especially when I was writing the book and I would I would wake up so early and all of these routines and and I love like making my fire water and and doing all of these like dry brushing and all these routines and not that I've like abandoned all of them but I'm just more relaxed about them and you know when when it's nice out like the other day I woke up and like we went on a walk first thing in the morning and that was lovely and other days I roll out of bed and I'll like go to a bar class or a yoga class and and then I'll kind of do the morning things after that but the kind of non-negotiables are like I drink a bunch of well you know first I scrape my tongue like when I spend the night at at your apartment with you like I'm like I can't talk before I scrape my tongue (laughs) so that's the first thing I do every morning regardless of who's here where I am or whatever I'll scrape my tongue and I always have to go to the bathroom and so I go to the bathroom scrape my tongue brush my teeth and then I you know the other things kind of come in and out like oil pulling or whatever but I always drink water and I usually take a probiotic and then you know I I like doing morning pages first thing in the morning I do my tea and meditation I always get it in at some point in the morning it might not be the first thing I might go to a class first and do it after I might go on a walk first and do it after but I do meditate for 20 minutes before I like start work every single day or before I start my day and then I just kind of get dressed and have tea and breakfast and start working I love it I love that there's room for wiggling in there I think it's nice not. Yeah, so it has to be this way or that way. Yeah, and I just want to say one other thing that I always do. I really like listening to other people in the morning. It kind of helps me get out of my own head. So I might listen, and I and I also think whatever I listen to first thing in the morning kind of goes right in, and I'm just like a bit more like open. So I make sure it's something positive and like not really the news, although sometimes I'm listening to something kind of newsy but usually I try to listen to something more inspirational in the morning like Abraham Hicks or like an interview podcast or just I like to hear people talking and it gets me out of kind of my own head or the stress of the day or negativity and helps me kind of be a person so I I like to listen to people while I'm like getting dressed or making breakfast or whatever I'm doing. How, as somebody who works from home, how do you motivate yourself to change now to be in work mode? Like you you don't have to get on a bus or a train or drive anywhere. So how do you change headspace to be now I'm at work? Um, I think it's just I sit down at my desk or at the table. I work from coffee shops a lot. Oh my goodness, my voice. This is like, I didn't realize it was, it was this, it was like this gone. But I, I just, I will make breakfast and then I just kind of know I have to start a first task and I'll, I'll make a to-do list. I like to make ideally the night before so I can hit the ground running and start with the 
I try to like eat the frog and do the most important tasks while I'm freshest first thing in the morning because Mm -hmm. my energy kind of just depletes throughout the day. So if I can get the things I like really need to get done first and then in the afternoons or the evenings, that's when I can kind of do the things that take less of my brain power and my willpower to do. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But do you find yourself being a motivated person in your own environment? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all I know. I've never worked from an office. So it's all I know. And I, I'm just someone who I don't know if it's genetic or how I am this way, but I'm very disciplined, almost to a fault. And it's gotten me like, you know, I can be disciplined about good things and I can be overly disciplined about things that I don't need to be overly disciplined about. But I'm just someone that it's like, if I know I need to get these things done today, I'm going to like move heaven and earth to like make sure they get done. And I think that's what that served me in a lot of ways. It's like why I've been able to like get a podcast up every single Wednesday since 2013. But it's also, you know, it's made me not happy at some points in my life because I push too hard and I could stand to be more relaxed, which I think I've done in the last like couple months, to be honest. But um, it's it's something that I just kind of have innately. And I people ask me about that a lot, but like I don't really have a good answer. It's just something that my uncle told me once. He's like, Katie, you're very disciplined. And I did. I was like, uh, okay, yeah, uh, thank you. Like I didn't really understand, but I think he's right. And I think it's just something I innately have. Yeah. Well, if you could just like, shake everything off just tomorrow you could get on a plane go wherever you want you had no responsibilities no time or money restrictions where would you go and what would you do oh my goodness I would go everywhere I'd want to go everywhere I I really want to go to Japan I want to go to Bali I want to go to Australia I want to go back to Spain and Portugal I want to go to London I I want to go everywhere everywhere a bunch of times um and I honestly I think I would still interview people I would still do this podcast I would still take pictures and write and talk about my life I would just do it more freely and I would take my time more and I would I wouldn't feel so rushed which would be lovely Mm. Yes, exactly. The the non-rushing. Yeah. So can you share with us a guilty pleasure? Yeah. I, oh man, that, I, that question is always really hard for me because I just like don't believe in guilt, you know, like I think like nothing is, is guilty, but I, so I don't, I'm sure. Tra- oh, I mean something that like isn't maybe I know isn't like great for me is I'll scroll on social media for a long time and I like to, you know, I can kind of get into like the wormhole with that where it's like, oh, I'm looking at this person. And then next thing I'm, I know I'm on a unicorn latte from like a friend of a friend (laughs) of a friend, you know? So that's, that's kind of something I I will like allow myself to indulge in and just be like, I, I just try to do it mindfully where it's like, okay. I'm going to allow myself to do this now. I'm not doing it because I'm waiting in line and there's nothing else to do. I'm like, I'm going to sit in my bed and be on social media for 
like several minutes, you know, uh-huh. and that's just what I'm going to do. And it's fine. And and I think that that that's OK. And I like watching YouTube videos like I really like watching YouTubers and I, I can get in the wormhole with that or just like not it's not even YouTubers. It's like I like watching like really old interviews of people. And I, I love like the other day I I watched a Lilith Fair documentary and I loved every second of it. Like I just like watching like really random videos that I find on YouTube and old things and just like random things and like being on there for hours like that I kind of weirdly love yeah I I'm with you that like I don't really believe in guilt either but I think that that expression kind of to me conjures up sort of this sort of delicious lazy I don't know like sort of for sure necessarily like socially acceptable or something yeah no totally feeling wonderful yeah that's yeah. one for sure. And then, I mean, this one's kind of weird, too. I love when people play with my hair. So, like, anyone braiding my hair or, like, touching my head or, like, just, like, touching my hair, that is, like, if anyone want, listening wants to do that, just feel free if you meet me. Like, just, like, feel free. <laughs> you like, like, the oil head massage? Oh, my you? gosh. Yeah. That's the best. Anything. Yeah. Anytime anyone's touching my hair. What about your feet? You like oh the other? Oh my gosh! Yes, feel yeah. free to touch my feet. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's definitely feet. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> well, I don't want to exhaust your voice any longer, so I just uh, would love to hear if you have any thoughts that you would like to to close close the episode with. To let out. <laughs> to let out. Yeah. I just want to say how much I love you and how much I'm grateful for you. And also I really want this to be an annual thing. And I hope that next year for 28, my I'm not sick and that it's a lot more pleasurable for people to hear because my voice will be better. (laughs) And thank you to everyone for listening. The the sound is fine. It's more like you're probably just feeling a little exhausted. Yeah, and it gets worse in the evening. We're recording this at like 8 o'clock at night, and I think that's another thing I didn't realize, that like in the morning it's fine, and then like by this time of night it just is like less and less audible. (laughs) But thank you so much. I love you, Sasha, so much. I'm so grateful to have you in my life, and I'm so grateful for you doing this, and I'm so grateful to everyone who submitted a question. I'm so honored that people even listen to this podcast and have listened for so long. It's like I say every every week, but this is honestly my favorite thing that I do. And I just want to keep doing it for four more years. And I love you all so much. So this is really special. And thank you so much. Good night and sweet dreams. And please go gargle. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll see you in New York City. I can't wait. I love you. Love you too. Take good care. Thank you. Isn't Sasha the best, you guys? I just love her. I hope you enjoyed hearing a lot of my talking, and hopefully my sniffles weren't too bad. But before I tell you the emoji for the episode that you can tweet at me to let me know that you have still been listening all the way till now, I want to tell you that we should be friends on all of the social media. I'm at Katie Dillbaud on Instagram and Twitter. Maybe we already are, and cool. And join the Facebook group because that's a really great way to actually talk and interact and share links and 
resources and questions. It's a really fun place. So the links to all of those things will be in the show notes. And I'll tell you the emoji that lets me know that you're still listening right now to my rambles. But quickly, I want to thank our sponsors one more time. So thank you to Care Of. Make sure you go to takecareof.com, take your personalized quiz, and they'll tell you the best supplements that you need for more energy, more vitality. Mine, I don't know exactly exactly what I have. I have to look into my care of brochure that tells me exactly what I'm taking, but I know there's probiotics in the mix. I know there's rhodiola to help with my energy and a bunch more, some B vitamins for sure, some, some vitamin D, and it comes in this adorable little package that says my name, and I love to personalize things. So check them out, 50% off. Use the code Katie at checkout. And also thank you to CW Hemp. I love Charlotte's Web so much. It's one of my favorite supplements. And it's this really great cannabis extract that helps me feel more calm, more focused. It's non-psychoactive. And I think you guys will really love it too. A lot of you have already been telling me that you do really like it. I use the Everyday Plus, but you can get 10% off of your order if you use the code let it out at checkout that's let it out but just one word no spaces and that lets them know that i sent you it also gives you 10 percent off so thank you thank you to care of thank you to cw thank you for listening you guys are the best thank you so much this week's episode let's use the balloon emoji because i think it's really cute especially when they redid the emojis i like the new version of the red balloon a lot better and it you know it was just my birthday yesterday when i'm recording this and I'm a year older, so let's celebrate. Thank you guys again for listening. I love you, and I will talk to you guys next week with a really great guest. That's not also me.